0: Have I gone live? Oh, no. Yeah, I am. (laughs) Do you want to talk? (laughs) I'm just trying to set it up. I lost my... Oh, there I am. You're just going to sit there and watch me? Okay, I've lost my thing. That's not me. I've lost my thing. you just gonna... Oh, there, and watch me. Uh-oh, that's not me. Okay, I've lost my thing. you just, just gonna... Oh, there, and watch me. Uh-oh, okay, that's, that's not me. Okay, I've lost my, my, my thing. thing. No. What? Okay. Hey, I think I'm live. Man, I need a techie. Just going to give it a couple of minutes. Oh, hey, guys. Hey, did you see the wife walk in <laughs> just now? <laughs> I was just watching the Blue Jays game. I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to give it a couple of minutes, guys, so maybe other people will jump on. I was just watching the... Uh Do you believe the Blue Jays right now? How well they're doing, how well they're hitting, except for tonight? It's exciting to watch baseball again and be into it. You know what I mean? I just started doing the cigar thing. I kind of like it. You guys got a question. You just throw it out there, right? Don't be shy. While we're waiting, have you guys seen this coffee? Latank, a police officer who got MS. I'm not selling it for him or anything like that, but I seen his story on Global, I'm gonna post the link. I don't know, it's a pretty nice story. This kid is kicking butt with this coffee and what he's doing is he's raising money for somebody who can't afford treatment for MS. And so I ordered three bags, unbelievable. And I'm not just saying that. The coffee is unbelievable. It's half and half decaf and half and half coffee. And we had friends down a few days ago over the weekend. They're from Victoria. Like, you know, Victoria people. And they love the coffee. The coffee is unbelievable. You guys got to get it. Down East Coffee. You order it online. It's for a good cause. Oh, man, I don't... I don't know if you want to fish with me, dude. You know, uh, Port Alberni is supposed to be the ultimate, uh, it's supposed to be the salmon capital of the world. No fish. There was no fish in that ocean. None. It was empty. In fact, there was hardly any boats. They all went to Bamfield, which is like an hour and a half away from here. It's a fishing derby in Port Alberni, but everybody went to Bamfield to try to catch the fish. And what, what uh, Began's talking about is, I want some money. I want a couple grand. And yeah, I would love I would love for you guys to come fishing with me, but I'm telling you, it's not like it used to be. It's not like you're catching fish. It's really hard. I caught that sucker. So here's this. I don't know if you guys want to hear a fishing story. I'm fishing by myself because the wife wouldn't come, come with me. And that's fine. And I I don't know. You know what? I just kind of like being by myself. Isn't that weird? I could have asked friends to come, but then I'd have to pay them half the money, right? If I, if I caught anything, it's the final day of fishing and it was only a 30 pounder that is winning the whole Derby. So you kind of want to stay out there. Terrible weekend fishing. Hardly anybody caught fish. So I go past Lone Tree Point and I go by the boy, by Colson's mill and it's noon. Okay. I've been in the water since six. It's noon and on the sounder, it said 120 feet. There's a school of fish. And I'm like, I was about to go in. I was about to reel up the lines. I wanted to reel up the lines at 930, but I stuck it out for a bit and I go through it. I go through it and nothing. But I drop my lines to 120 and I turn around. I go through it again a second time, nothing, but you can see it on the sounder, a clear school of fish. And there hadn't been anything on the sounder all day. So I go through it a third time and a boat kind of cut me off a bit and the line just started peeling out. And I'm, and I'm like, there's no way. There's no way I caught it. There's no way that's a fish. What you're su- normally supposed to do, and I know this is boring for some people, but what you're supposed to normally do is put it in neutral. You reel up all your lines, all your downriggers, everything. But I'm by myself and I got the kicker going. So I crank the wheel towards the rod, so the boat will just do a continuous circle because I want the fish to be on. I want. I don't want the fish behind the boat. I want the fish to come beside the boat because I gotta net the sucker. I can't net it behind the boat. It just peeled. It peeled. Keep on asking questions, guys, while I'm talking, telling this long, boring story. The line peeled. I'm shaking because I know I got something here. The fish comes up to the boat and And I'm like, holy shit, I could see it. It's right there. I got my net in one hand, rod in the other hand, and I just about netted it. Uh, The net hit its head, and it took off again. Comes back up to the boat. I tried to net it. It was feeble. Feeble attempt netting. Didn't net it. It came up another time. I didn't net it. It went straight down right by my downrigger, and I thought it was going to wrap around the downrigger, and I was going to lose it. I thought I was going to lose the fish and I'm like, I'm going to lose this thing. I'm going to lose this thing. It comes up for fourth time and I got the net, the the rod in one hand, net in the other hand, and I'm pulling it as far as I can. And then I put, I'm netting its tail. You never want to net a salmon by its tail. This is so long, but I have to, I got no choice. The fish does a 180, swims right into my net. I drop my rod. I grab the net. The rod goes in the water. I pull the fish in. I shit my pants because I see the size of it. I reel everything up. I got the rod. I took it out of the water. It was still hooked to the fish. And I, I weighed it in, and the guy goes, Oh, it's a 22 pounder for sure, guaranteed. And it was 27 something. And I was in first place for the day, which is five grand. And I go home. I listen to the radio CJAV. The, 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 the um, salmon derby's over at three o'clock. At two forty-five, I'm still winning. At right at two forty-five, somebody comes from Bamfield with a thirty-pounder, and uh, I lose three grand and get two. How many how many listeners did I just lose? <laughs> did I ever have a run-in with that guy again that followed you while you were walking your dog? So I take my little dog Friday, and we start walking. We start walking up the trail. The road is closed because they're putting a culvert in. And right where the road is closed, there's a sign that says road closed. And I see a car parked there. A fancy car. And the guy has his window down. It's almost like he's waiting for me. I get up beside him and he turns to me and he says, fuck you, Clint. He goes, you've been pulling a lot of effing shit lately. And he knew me by my first name and he knew me by my last name. We had some more words. And I'm like, dude, I don't even know who you are. I don't even, I can't, I don't even know who you are. So I turned around and I started walking away. But then I heard him rev the engine. Rum rum rum. Somebody else got out of his vehicle. Driver, lunatic driver, drives by me. He doesn't see me because I'm behind trees. The moment he drove by, I see this guy on my same path, walking briskly on his phone, on his cell phone, talking to the driver that just drove by me. I listen into the distance, the car stops, and those two have a conversation on the pathway. Probably, where is he? Where'd he go? You're not going to be honest. I was just talking to my parents. I was over at my parents last night and I was talking to them about it. And they're like, why aren't you talking to the MPF? Like they got to be able to do something. You got to, I really do not like the feeling of not being armed anymore. That they, they actually take your weapons away. And I've never felt like that before. When I was walking around as a cop, I I was never scared of anything because I, I was loaded. I, well, I was loaded with weapons. I never realized that was it. You go down a dark alley, you were never scared. I was never scared. When I call the RCMP, and I don't like, I don't like talking about the RCMP in my hometown. But if this would have, if I was working and this happened to a, a retired member, I would have been all over it. They haven't talked to the guy. The file might be concluded. I don't even think. I don't even think there's been a conversation with this uh, shithead. I found his car, I found his address, I found his name, I know him, I've dealt with him, and I let the RCMP know, and I don't know, I don't know, weird. It's weird that they wouldn't take it more seriously, but they're looking at it just as a suspicious occurrence. And this guy, this guy is nuts. He's haywire. I'm going to have to start locking my door, doors at night. Two nights ago, Saturday night, I'm at the fall fair with my family and Juicy Fallon, Tara's friend. And his brother comes up. He's got a brother. And he comes up to me and goes, hey, I heard you had an issue with my brother. And I'm looking at him like, it's actually the guy that stalked me at i I'm like, because they kind of look similar. But I realize it's it's the brother. And uh, I said, should I be concerned? No, I didn't even say the word concerned. I said, should I be worried about him? And he goes, uh, you should be concerned, Clint. And he tells me some pretty crazy stories. He just beat the shit out of He just got out of jail seven months ago. Just beat, He beat the shit out of his mom again in November and uh and i said is he tough though is he tough <laughs> he goes i seen him destroy five guys and just he's uh he's crazy he's a crazy guy it's disappointing it's disappointing i wish you know if i was still a cop it's funny to see the other side of it i would I would take things more seriously. I wouldn't be so quick to conclude things. Suspicious occurrence. You get a suspicious occurrence as a cop? Right away you're thinking, this is CH. N-F-A-R-C-H. This is gone. Concluded here. You don't even want the file to go anywhere. You were going to come at one time on hippie freak protesters with no job that interrupt working. Yeah, I know. You're talking about the Ferry Creek. See, Barry. Chris, Barry. T- I know. I got to do it. It's, you know, what's hard. It's hard. I, so the media has been all over it, but it's only, I, it's hard to get the other side, like the right side. It's hard to investigate and get information on the right side. That's what, that's the problem in Canada. You, uh, it seems like there's only one side and that's all you hear and that's the only information that you can get. It's hard to get the second side. So I want to do a video on it, but I want it to be good. The whole thing confuses me. I don't even understand why they're protesting. And yeah, I grew up, I went to protest. We, I remember a bus coming over the hump that we blockaded, the loggers blockaded, me and my brother did. We stopped the bus. It was filled with environmentalists from Victoria that wanted to shut down the Carmana Valley, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> we spent the entire night, just uh, me and my brother in his logging truck, a huge amount of people, huge amount of loggers, uh, just not letting them leave. I think that's the only time that loggers have actually protested the environmentalists. And my dad, my dad's a logger. And I got video of him from CBC with them jumping out of the crummy at the Walbrand and grabbing onto, how you put it, hippie. And honest to God, honest to God, throwing them off, wasn't a cliff, but the embankment. And then they jump back in the crummies and they leave, and the news caught it on, caught it all, and now you'd be charged with assault. But the police didn't do anything back then. You damn right! They should allow me to keep my gun. Isn't that stupid? It's my gun. It's my gun. I'm a 250 shot. Why wouldn't they allow all police officers in Canada to keep their gun? Canada worries me a little bit. Who are you guys gonna? You don't have to tell me, but who are you going to vote for? I feel like we're really weak. Like we're a really weak country with the weakest man running it. Don't you feel weak? Like I feel weak. I can't even keep my gun. Advanced shooter. Sharp shooter. And now I want to, I want to go for a walk with a gun. I understand how America feels now. You know, you're not going to take my firearms away. Like, could you imagine being in America right now? Say California. You're going to want a gun in your house. You're just going to want a gun in your house. NPF interview. Your NPF interview made me laugh so hard, especially the haircut. You know what sucks? I can't even tell how many people are viewing right now. And I don't know what you mean, Began. Your NPF interview. Oh! Oh, I kind of messed up that interview. Especially the haircut. I'm glad you caught on to the haircut. One night, me and the wife, were sitting at home and we're having a great night. We're having a great night with the kids and it was just a great night. And she decided to make a pie and I love pies. Who doesn't love pies? But she decided to make a apple pie. And I hate apples. Yeah, I kind of messed it up after I, uh, after I did it, then I posted it, then I took it off and then I kind of put it back on. But, uh, it made it though made so that I liked apples. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You probably like you probably liked it because you've probably seen. Have you seen those interviews at the NPF do? Well, I, I got like five more pre, pre-made. pre I can't wait to sit down and just do uh, the whole shitload of them. I, I like it. I don't know. I'm weird. I like doing it. <laughs> the questions they ask. I mean, can't you just be real? You know, why do you want to become a police officer? Like, to help people. I don't know. Really? That's, it wasn't because of the money or the career. It was really because you wanted to help. Can't you just say, like, something else? Like, I wanted the money. I wanted to drive fast. I wanted to look cool. Um. I wanted girls to like me. Stuff like that, you know what I mean? Anyways, I can't wait to answer. I can't wait to do more of those videos. I think you're the only one that liked it. But I can't wait to do more. I was going to put my jersey on during the uh, interview, and I thought, no. You, You just know Lucky's lucky. She's just waiting to take this sucker away from me. Honest to God, I'm just waiting for... I can't believe they haven't knocked on my door yet. And just snatched it away from me. Because that's something they would do. I'm surprised that I'm. So far. I'm allowed to say what I'm. I'm waiting to get sued actually. I'm waiting to get sued. Like I went after the Simmons guy. And his wife lawyer. And I went after another cop. That used to always get interviewed on CBC. Or CTV. All of them. And he beat his wife. And they treated him as an expert. He has yet. After I did that episode, it's one of the first ones I did, Global News. He has yet to be interviewed again. Dolman. He went after Dolman. And then I went after him. And he's a lawyer. And I'm just waiting for him to, I don't know. I'm just waiting for waiting to get a phone call. Because there really isn't freedom, freedom of speech in Canada. There really isn't. In America, there is. So that kind of, that's a daily kind of worry. Like, ugh. I can't remember that lawyer's name now. Expert. All right. Expert at beating women. That's what he was an expert at. And the, the news outlets, they were just interviewing him. Like, he was an expert. He was a cop for 15 years. He spent about eight years off because he was suspended. Why am I talking about that? Yeah, the apple pie. I was talking about the apple pie. (laughs) You know, when I did that video, I couldn't stop laughing. And I don't know. It's good that you actually thought it was funny. Because nobody's really talked about it. I think, you know what I think, honestly? I think members, a lot of members think I've flipped my lid. Doesn't, you don't, I probably, if I was still a cop and a and a cop grabbed, a, a retired cop went on a YouTube channel and started saying this stuff, I, I don't know, I'd pro, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'd like it, but I could see them thinking, holy shit, what's wrong with this guy? Wife can't believe it, wife can't believe it, like, oh, you got guts. You know, I just, I, I just don't care. I don't really care anymore. And I, I think that's a good thing. You guys gonna Pierre, are you going to ask me a question? What's your opinion on the 2021 federal election? I think it's disgusting. Pierre? What's your opinion on 2021 federal election, Clint? I think it's disgusting. I can't believe Trudeau called an election. Well, Canadians were in Afghanistan. Still trapped. Still trapped. Calls the election, basically, when the Taliban take over. Well, Canadians... Okay. Do you guys even know this? On a Monday, Tuesday, he says, Canada is prepared to stay in Afghanistan until everybody, all Canadians, have left Afghanistan. We're prepared to stay there. On Thursday, they pull out. They're the first to pull out. One of the first to pull out. America, they stay there till till the next Monday. And while they're trapped, Trudeau is running around doing his election stuff. Eating ice cream, drinking beers, you know, with the chappies. Rolling up his sleeves, trying to look important. He's in none of it talking gibberish. I can't believe, I'm so embarrassed. And he's not held accountable. I looked at the, Cana- I think it's called the Canadian Press, and they did an article blaming the Americans for blowing it all. But nobody, nobody in Canada, it seems like, like, is anybody talking about this? Trudeau's running around town? talking to groups of people about uh I read his liberal liberal plan. Did you read it? It's 86 pages. 28 times it brings up racism. <laughs> 2 times it brings up deficit. That's his liberal plan. I don't know what my point is. I think it's insane. He's going to make our country better? <laughs> And who else are you going to vote for, right? O'Toole? Like, do you really want to? You know what I mean? I guess you have to. you got no other, really other choices. I don't know. I think the election is a disgusting... I think it's disgusting what they did. And it's all political. He really thought he'd get the majority of the government. And who knows? Maybe he will. Who's not going to vote for him? How many votes has he bought? How many people has he allowed in? Why wouldn't they vote for him? And it's the election's all about COVID. Do we really give a shit about COVID anymore? We got vaccinated. We protected the vulnerable, which is the old people. Now it's really strange. Now, I don't even get it. We have to... How... The unvaccinated need to get vaccinated to s- protect the vaccinated doesn't even make any sense to me. I don't even get it. Doesn't even make any sense to me. People have a right to be sick. Not mentally, but physically. This thing has only been around for 9 months, okay? I understand if people don't want to get the vaccination. I understand it. I could go on forever about this stuff. You should read the liberal plan. <laughs> climate change are going to put money into climate change when China is just like, what's the point? What's the point? (laughs) Really? Do we, do Canadians really give a shit about, you know, paper straws or plastic straws, getting rid of plastic straws? And it's just weak stuff, weak stuff. It's not good stuff. It's not like, uh, maybe I've said too much. I remember watching a video on an RCMP member on the news that smoked pot in his surge and the RCMP came and stripped all his uniform and gear in front of the media. bit of an unusual story now. An RCMP officer says he should be allowed to smoke medicinal marijuana in public while in uniform. Ron Francis uses pot to help his symptoms of PTSD. I still am plagued by flashbacks to this day. Uh, of wiping brains from my boot every time I see a black doormat Uh, that's called a trigger Francis also spent time in the Labrador community of Davis Inlet where children were filmed sniffing gas the work took its toll and he was eventually diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder definitely a member uh, that has been prescribed medicinal marijuana should not be in Red Surge uh, taking his medication Uh, it would not be Uh, advisable for that member it would not portray the right uh, message uh, to the general public Uh, it's definitely not something that we would uh, support or condone but as this home video shows it is something that Francis has done there is no policy that prevents me as a member of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police from smoking marijuana I do have the legal right to, to smoke it in my red surge that is not a conduct that is becoming uh, a, a person who wears that uniform uh, while he's in uniform, while he's on duty, uh, he should not be doing that. Moments before he left for the station, Francis spoke with us about what the uniform meant to him. That means everything. That means 30 years, that's 30 years, uh, 10 years of prepping to get in the RCMP, of living a straight life. I never did drugs. I never, never drank. And I I was 21 when I joined. But I fought and and clawed for that uniform to get it. And I defended that uniform and the members that wear that uniform for 20 years. Uh, The RCMP hasn't defended those members. 20 years of my life. His other uniforms were seized from his house last night. But uh, yeah, I remember watching a video. I remember watching that video. But I remember watching the same video with my dad. And I remember thinking, What an idiot. What an idiot. But I don't think that anymore. He committed suicide. And I get, you know, what was going on in his head. But I didn't at the time but I do now and I think, I think about that video often seeing him on the news and he's crying. I think he was smoking pot and they took his surge away and I think about that video often and sad, sick, sick and sad and the guy was truly screwed up. It's fun. It's not funny, but it's interesting. When you're normal in the head as a cop, you look at other people. Well, at least I did. And it's bad to say, but I'm going to say it. You look at other people that are doing weird things. You don't see the trigger. You don't see the hook. And you think, you just think they're nuts. You think they're idiots. That was a terrible thing to say, but. And people probably think that of me. They probably think that of me right now. But I don't give a rat's ass. And, yeah, that's... Poor bastard. Yeah, Chris Berry, he did. He did commit suicide. New Brunswick. It was in New Brunswick. And it was sad. I find my life so strange that I don't even... I've never been to Ontario. I've never been to Toronto. Montreal. Montreal. You know, I started this, I'm kind of learning. Like I started this podcast and Halifax, like I've never been to Halifax. I don't even know where it is, but I want to go to all these places now, now that I started this uh, podcast, just visit them because I've been talking to people from everywhere. Yeah. just thought I'd say that. I've got one friend who is worried about his application because he committed, this is this is actually, uh, this is Pierre. <laughs> this is Pierre. He's the friend. I've got one friend who is worried about his application because he committed one of serious criminal offense recently. Oh, Pierre. He's scared that he, he not going to be able to be an RCMP officer. I'm just kidding, Pierre. I know it's not you. I know it's your friend. Um, and why aren't you telling me the criminal offense? Because it depends on the criminal offense. You know, it's really hard to become a cop with a criminal record. Yeah. You know, you're allowed to be a young guy and maybe steal something, okay? You're allowed to... Uh, of course you are. Of course you are. You're allowed to be a young guy and smoke dope like it was illegal. You just can't do it later in life. That's good, but I I feel like you're scared to tell me the whole story, and that's fair enough. I don't blame you. Let me tell you something. Like, me growing up, I was a nut. Not a nut, but I was like a really cocky. Uh, I mean, we committed crime all the time. Just being a young kid, just being stupid. You know, they don't re- you know when I was reviewing that shit in recruiting, they would like I had a girl that would tell me that she stole something from Walmart. And and I forget how many I I'd, I'd have to think about this because I'm not very good on the spot, but I think you had to wait 2 or 3 years to be clear of all criminal Activity. She was never caught or anything like that. She, it was just something that she admitted to me. And it was like a like a piece of cloth that she stole. I put her forward. But my bosses denied her. Because she was cute. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, Chris, Barry, the Williams Lake. Are you going to tell... The Williams Lake story is that gonna be another episode that's gonna be another episode. I've been working on that one for a few months, actually, and you know what It's the reason why I retired. It's not a good story. I can't believe i I don't want to get into it, but yeah, I'm gonna tell it. I don't know, Chris. <laughs> Chris is getting really technical here. A lot of people worry about impaired operation, but it's a dual procedure offense and usually Go summary, does it not? I don't know. God. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I don't worry about that stuff. I just arrested them for impaired driving and let the courts decide. I didn't even pay attention. I didn't even pay attention if they got convicted or, I didn't care. My job was done. Now it's up to the court system to do the rest. You know what's funny? I've probably been involved in, I might be way off with this number, but maybe 5,000 domestics. Never went to court for one. They never go to court. Ever. Never. Never. Guy kicks the shit out of his wife, spouse, and they don't go to court. The criminal justice system is a joke. Hey, Pierre, can you give me the offense before we call it a night? You know, there's a lot of people out there that want to become a cop that have committed tons of offenses when they're younger. And maybe it was prostitution. Maybe it was uh, smoking a lot of drugs. You're allowed to experiment with that shit. Maybe it was stealing. I just want to say to you guys, thank you for um, joining. honestly. it means a lot that you joined, I guess. yeah, it does. No, you know it it means a lot that you stuck it out, that you stuck it out because I promised all this shit that I was gonna do all these live streams. and I failed at it and I'm gonna I hope to do one this weekend. Chris Berry told me maybe we should do one on weekend because we got me and the wife, we got nothing to do and we just sit around, we watch the YouTube and maybe, maybe I'll do that and I should do that. And I just, I just love that you guys stuck it out and I'm not going to advertise it anymore. I'm not going to say, Hey, join my join button and because I think that I need to, be, need to be a little bit more polished with this. And you guys are watching the unpolished part. You know what I love about it is that it it's very awkward for me. And very awkward for me. Like it's scary doing something that you've never done before. And that's, I like that. It actually makes me feel good. Like I'll go upstairs tonight and I'll be like, yeah. Did a live stream. I said some things. He was addicted to porn. What the fuck? Pierre? He was addicted to porn? Why do you think porn's an offense? Who doesn't watch porn? Okay, I'm not leaving now until you tell me more. There's nothing wrong with being addicted to porn. That's not an offense, dude. Okay, child porn, yeah it is. If that's what you're talking about, I don't think that's what you're talking about, though. You're doing a great job. I'm enjoying everything you put out. Oh, that's nice. You and two other people. <laughs> Pierre, I don't understand what you mean. That was his criminal offence. Addicted to porn. What type of porn? Before I go, guys, and let you go for the night, uh I just want to know what type type of porn you're talking about. You're talking about adult porn? I'm just gonna sit here and wait until Pierre tells me. Okay, you're not gonna tell me. Yeah, if you're if you're a if you're watching bad porn, you're never gonna become a cop. You can tell your friend if it's the real bad porn, the criminal porn, it's never gonna happen. Ever, ever, ever. Let's wrap it up. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming out. I feel a little bit better, and uh, it was a little bit of a weird ending, wasn't it? Talking about the porn. (laughs) Okay. Have a good night. I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna go up. The wife is, uh, she's canning tomatoes. Half the tomatoes. So I'll do the rest. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Pierre. I hope I didn't scare you off. Bye-bye.